how's it going? It's Cathode Ray Mission. It's me, Randy Heyer, coming to you live from OKC. And as always, joining me live via satellite from Berkeley, California, Will Scoville. Hey, Randy. How's it going? Pretty good. How are you? I'm doing well. It took me a little bit to get that out of there. It wasn't quite perfect, but we're going to, you know, we landed the plane there, so we'll... We'll take it as a win. We'll take it as a win. Today, we're talking about a movie that, surprise, surprise, I picked. If anyone listens to this, you probably already knew. Uh, John Irvin's Raw Deal, starring... Arnold Schwarzenegger, who is maybe my favorite actor of all time. I don't I, know. I got to He's definitely up there for me. I when I think about like a movie I just kind of want to watch really just about anything with Arnold Schwarzenegger in it is going to be kind of like on the list yes. of can't put it on at any time and I'll just watch it. Yes. So. I mean, his 80s is almost flawed. I think this, uh, one movie I haven't seen that I've heard is bad, actually, is Red Heat. Red Heat, I was going to say, the one with Belushi. Yeah, Uh, I remember seeing it on TV as a kid, and when we had it on the Plex, like, last year or whatever, it was only, like, 20 minutes of the movie, so I watched the first 20 minutes, too, but uh, I, I don't know. I haven't seen that one in a while, but I think other than that, he has a perfect 80s, I think. Yeah, and this was part of, I think, the trilogy where it was like Commando, this, and then Predator? Yeah. Um, So it's really kind of like really building that up. And three, uh, I mean, similar but different movies. Yeah. you know, they're all action movies, but they're all very different kinds of action movies. And he's really kind of like, what am I going to be? Mm-hmm. And it, I mean, at the time, a long time ago, it's easy to lump these all together. It's just like big, you know, and it's like, oh, you can't tell them apart. And I'm like, no, I could definitely yeah. tell. Like, this is, a, this is like a organized crime movie with yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger in it. Commando is like, uh, oh, I'm a retired special forces guy mm-hmm. um, uh, that gets caught up again. And then Predator is like, oh, I'm an active special forces guy who meets an alien. Yeah. Uh, so. And don't forget the running man. And- oh, the running man is in there. Running man is like, I love that movie. And that is him. I do too. That is him. That is like a precursor to like Total Recall to me. Uh, yeah, it's like a two years, three years before Total yeah. Recall. And he like he is into it. He gets it. He he understands that movie, and that movie is made well for what it is. Uh, and then Total Recall just does like takes it like because Total Recall was his thing, right? He wanted mm-hmm. to make that movie, and I think that was maybe after The Running Man. Well, yeah, and uh, this plays in. This movie was made to end his contractual deal with Dino De Laurentiis, and Dino owned Total Recall and had cast he and Arnold really wanted to be the star, 
But Dino was like, you're not right for it. And he had cast Patrick Swayze. Woo. But then he, like, lost so much money, I think, like, through maybe this movie or something. And now I'm, like, yeah. the de- the all the details. But anyway, he lost the rights to Total Recall. And then I think basically Arnold just, like, bought it. Yeah. Like, I mean, it was Ar- Total Recall... Is Arnold's masterpiece. I mean, I think Terminator 2, Terminator, all those are, like, great movies, I think. But in terms of just, like, all of his strengths and everything coming together, it's Paul Verhoeven, the cast all around him is great. I think Total Recall is his masterpiece. It's the crown jewel of his career. It's it's the one I think that like every time I watch it I'm like this yeah and and exactly you like we talk about I talk about you know whether I like him as an action star whether I like him as a comedian mm-hmm. and I think the the thing is is I like him as both like he does both very very well yeah and um and I noticed with this movie. Uh, you know what? I'll save that for a little bit later. Why don't we do uh, the wiki roundup on this and get a okay. little bit of info? So Raw Deal came out in 1986. It was directed by Tom, or I'm sorry, John Urban. Uh, it had co-stars uh, Catherine Harold, Darren McGavin, and Sam uh, Wanamaker. Uh, and it is, again, a... And Robert Davi. Yeah, and it is a... Mafia movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger in it. Uh, it was a huge flop. Uh, it got about sixteen million against about a twelve million dollar budget. Mm-hmm. And the plot really goes about like um, there's a leak in the FBI and someone is killing off a bunch of mafia informants. And um, Arnold is a small time sheriff who used to be in the FBI. Yes. Uh, and he beat the shit out of someone so bad uh, that he had, was kind of forced to resign. <laughs> and he pulls a cop land and is now the sheriff of a small town. <laughs> a uh, southern town. Yeah. Which, okay, <laughs> I got I to gotta stop here first and say that this movie starts out <laughs> during the credit sequence. It is... Uh, it is Dukes of Hazard. It man. is Dukes of it is like a country like coming on down to and like Well the cold open is like a brutal mob yes. execution. With <laughs> one of the best fucking like that effect. It's like it's Victor Argo too, from who you might recognize from Bad Lieutenant and Ghost Dog, Way of the Samurai, but is that the subtitle of it? Yeah. Anyway, yeah. He's okay. So it's he's he's got the mob guy down on his knees and he's got a gun to the back of his head and he, they're looking into a mirror. So the camera is showing you the mirror and you see the exit wound of the bullet and the guy's forehead and then the mirror hit the bullet hole. And I don't know how the fuck they did that. But it's like it's such an impressive effect right off the beginning of the movie that you just know you're in for something like special, you know? Yeah. Like, and then, and then it kicks into like the most Dukes of Hazard ass scene ever. 
He's he's in a Arnold is in a jeep. He's chasing a guy on a motorcycle, and it's just uh, he. And it's just like this is country music, like weird. It's weird. And the and, credits are in bold red font, like in yeah. Funny Games or some shit. <laughs> like, yeah, it is like. Um, yeah, it's just such a weird opening. It's such a weird tone shift. And so Arnold become is this he's a small town sheriff, but he um <laughs> so okay, in this cold open, one of the people killed, one of the FBI agents killed is Darren McGavin's son. Yes. And so Darren McGavin essentially hires Arnold Schwarzenegger to fake his death. <laughs> Which is awesome to fake his death, and so he's Arnold has a wife who is an alcoholic, uh, and that scene is like a John Waters movie. It is like Crybaby or something. <laughs> she's like making a cake, and she's like shows it to him, and the cake says shit on it, and then she throws <laughs> the cake at him. <laughs> Yeah. And, and he goes, you should not drink when you were baking or something. Yeah. He says some stupid thing to her. It's like. So, God. yeah. So this is his justification of leaving his wife by faking his death and then getting as deep as he can into the into the mob who is and trying to find out who is leaking this. And he's all doing this. This is not through the agency. This is. Darren McGavin, who is in the FBI, I think, hiring him out privately to do all this shit. And when he fakes his death, he blows up like a factory. Yeah. He, he, and it's like an extreme explosion. Yeah. It's awesome. There's no computer effects in this movie, and we're all richer for, for that. Yeah, there's a lot of real explosions and a lot of, like, squib work. So. Yes. A lot of like really interesting sprays of blood. Yes. Uh, that I really enjoyed. Not a lot of like goopy gun CGI gunshots, which I don't care for as much. It's borderline realistic. Yeah. But the movie is so not realistic. Yeah. It's it's a beautiful. <laughs> this is what Austin, my friend Austin, our friend Austin would call a beautiful right-wing fantasy. Oh, yes, most definitely. You know, it's like, this is one of the most right-wing movies. And I was thinking about, De it has Ed Lauder in it, who's in Death Wish 3, which is from like a year before this. And then all the reviews of the time compared it to Cobra. And I think that is like the trilogy of like, Three of the most conservative, like violent action yeah. movies that totally kick ass from <laughs> this time period. But anyway, yeah. So Darren McGavin is the dad of one of these people, and he hires Schwarzenegger to like infiltrate the mob and find the informant and basically take it all down from the inside. And that's yeah. exactly how that shit goes down. And I got to say, and kind of on this like <laughs> right wing thing, when he gets the phone call, this is right after the shit cake thing. When he gets the phone call from Darren McGavin, he sits down next to this like elementary school cutout, classroom cutout of an American flag 
while he's taking the call is so weird. It's bizarre. Because so, the apartment is so beautifully decorated. Yeah. That's something we got to talk about maybe. We could do it right now. Is that all they used clearly like people's real offices and stuff like that. But it's like both of the mob bosses' offices are like excellent. You yeah. Know? His little house is excellent, except for that American flag is clearly, they just, like, put that in there. Yeah. But that's somebody's house that's awesome, and then they put that American flag in there, and it sucks. So there's that, but then, like, the next scene is him going to Darren McGavin's office, and he's in there, and on the bookshelf in Darren McGavin's office, behind Arnold is a Buddha on the shelf, which I was like, huh, okay. Uh, FBI dude, Darren McGavin, has a Buddha in his office. All right. Uh, <laughs> they don't reference it at all. It's just like it was there. <laughs> and I saw it. Um, and so I'm sorry. I, I am not good with names. So the guy who's kind of the head of the, of the, of the mafia outfit uh, that... Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger gets involved with, and I've forgotten his name. Uh, I don't but, even know his name is either, man. But the actor, I mean, but the actor, and this is something my wife pointed out, he is the actor from both uh, of the movies within the uh, Home Alone movies, the Angels with Filthy Souls and Angels with Filthier oh, Souls. shit. The, Hell yeah, know, dude. He's like, I believe you, but my Tommy gun don't. That's the guy. This is the guy who's like the head of the of the mafia. That he's kind of the white headed guy. Well, um, you know why, man? This is a Chicago movie. Yeah, dude. This that's another thing about this movie is so Chicago, man. He's also in Code of Silence, which is another very Chicago based yeah. movie. So he's excellent as this, like, Chicago mob boss in this movie. Uh, he's great in it. He adds a lot of, like, um, I want to say uh, legitimacy to the movie as kind of, like, this, like, genre thing. Like, he just kind of goes for it, and it, and it works really well, and he's a great addition to this. Because um, at, at this point... After Arnold fakes his death, he goes undercover um, <laughs> by slicking his, like the slicking his hair back. Yeah, undercover. Yeah, like this freak that, <laughs> like, you know, as tall as I am, but like just big, like a hundred fifty pounds extra muscle. You know, like with a thick Austrian accent, and it's just like, hey, didn't God. you? Okay. <laughs> Uh, who's a guy who sticks out like a sore thumb. He was yeah. going undercover. Uh, and so I want to also mention that the, uh, uh, that the DA or, or he was like either a district attorney or federal prosecutor now who is, ends up being kind of the source of the leak, but also kind of forces, uh, uh, Arnold to, to, to resign and take on his role as the sheriff you know, prior to the movie starting. Mm -hmm. uh, it is Frank Fontana from Murphy Brown. Uh, and oh, shit. Yeah, yeah so I that was... I recognized him from something. That was kind of a surprise to see him in this movie. Uh, 
And yeah, Ed Lauder, he plays the cop who like is basically complicit and ultimately aids Bronson in fighting the gangs in Death Wish 3. And he's kind of playing almost the same character in this. I mean, he's like he is less involved in stuff. Yeah. But yeah, I love the when he's like Joey P. Brenner. What's the P stand for in Marvel? Pussy. Pussy. <laughs> <laughs> that was like a total like, wow, this movie is great. Yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, so like kind of on that, this is around a part where he meets, and I'm, I'm sorry, I forgot her, both her characters and her, and the actress's name. Um, this would be Catherine Harold's character. Uh, um, Monique. Monique. Yes. Uh, this is a part where he ends up either she's with in his apartment or he's in her apartment. And they get drunk on champagne, and we get a goofy Arnold, uh, which is a rare thing to see. A goofy. Dude, this movie's full of rare things. Yeah. That's why, like, I think this movie's special, man. Like, you get to see him wear a suit. He has yeah. his hair slicked back. He's undercover. Yeah. He's a sheriff at the beginning. Yep. I mean, and yeah, you're right. And now you get to see him on a date, kind of being goofy, having fun with like a woman. Yep. And I don't know. Because he doesn't really ever do sexy stuff. And the closest I can think of is True Lies, where it's really all Jamie Lee Curtis doing all the work. Um, And he's just kind of sitting in a chair the whole time. Um. But yeah, so like the goofy Arnold is like something that you get to see mostly in the comedies, but he he just has a moment here of him being like the goofy farm boy that he is. Yeah. Uh, And it's just, it's kind of interesting to see him that young uh, kind of getting that way. Because it's like not at all present in like um, Predator. He's not going to be like that at all. Uh, And so the other thing I want to uh, talk about is at one point they go into what is the, I I will call it the all-purpose queer bar, uh, where they (laughs) just, if if you're anywhere on the queer spectrum, come on in. Uh, We don't cater to anything specifically. Uh, yeah, it was strange. Cause that it, whole scene. It was just like it was a punk bar, but it was also a lesbian bar, but it was also a gay bar and also a drag bar. Uh, I think the and, movie is kind of trying to like trick you at first because it like it seems like it's a strip club at very yeah. first, and it's like, and then you're like, wait, is this a drag show? And then yeah. you see, you know, guys with like assless chaps on and stuff. Yeah, like Leather Daddies are there. Yeah. Um, And this isn't like a movie like Cruising where they're kind of exploring like one kind of subgenre like of that kink, you know, of of a certain type of kink. It's just like throw it all into a blender and just kind of like let it go. And let's put as much as we can. 
they were surprisingly respectful of what it was, I think, you know? Yeah. Just kind I mean, of like they had the scene take place in there, but for what the movie is, it could have been way worse. Yeah, yeah. And I, I did notice that. I did notice that they didn't. It was just, it, yeah, it took place in there. There was some stereotype typical stuff in there, but nothing really to say that make it look bad. So I don't know. It's kind of, it was actually kind of, I, I did kind of enjoy how they kind of played with the whole, cause you've seen that a bunch of times where some guy gets taken unexpectedly to the changing room of a strip club or yeah. something. And there's a lot of uh, naked women and they're surprised and they all watch some guy get brutalized and stuff. We've seen that in a bunch of movies, you know? Yeah. But this is um, drag queens, and so it's just, like, an interesting twist. And they don't do – there's no, like, point where Arnold turns around and goes, let's get out of here. You yeah. know, there's no, like, crazy thing like that. Arnold actually – because he's a cop, basically, and he's in her car, he, like, saves the guys. Like, Robert Davies about to, like, cut him or whatever, yeah. and he, like – he just kind of like humiliates him with some paint, you know. Yeah. And like I don't know, and then they get out of there. So I I, I kind of I enjoyed this scene. I I don't know. It is one of those places where it's like it's like movie version of a gay bar where yeah. it's like it's like all of that stuff like kind of just mixed together. It's like you don't. Uh, I mean. You didn't well, have I know. that. Maybe that is a real bar in Chicago. It seemed like they used a lot of location mm. stuff. So, like, I don't know, man. I you, I might be completely speaking out of turn, but you didn't have anything, but. you didn't have a point where he did something like, you know, he goes up to what looks like a, a beautiful woman and, and touches her on the shoulder or something, and it turns around and, and they have a beard or a mustache. You know, and no, no, I mean, it was almost like that it was in the movie at all kind of made me feel like did the director want this just like he was like, this is I'm going to put this in the movie. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, I don't know. I don't know anything about the writers or I mean, we can we actually should get into who wrote this. And it's like the pedigree is like so ridiculous on this movie <laughs> like john irvin directed ghost story and then like some other kind of like weird also ran movies and stuff but this movie is written by norman wexler did you see that no it has okay let's see i'm gonna pull it up real quick yeah norman wexler the story uh, credits are the two guys that wrote Once Upon a Time in the West. Yeah. <clears throat> and then and then Norman Wexler, who did, like, uh, Saturday Night Fever and uh, Serpico. Mm -hmm. Like, he is writing this, and it kind of... I mean, the... I, I can see this movie with, like, a different maybe a different cast or a different tone kind of like being more of like a guy going undercover, you know, kind of like a cruising type movie mm -hmm. or Donnie Brasco or something. But mm -hmm. uh, they stuck Arnold in it and made it like a big action movie. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely see some of that in there because there's like a lot of this like double cross stuff. And, uh, it's all like a personal revenge story. Uh, I almost like feel that. like, yeah, it's not meant, f- I mean, yeah, it's not meant for Arnold. They just kind of put him in this movie. Yeah. You know, and it, it got crazy because he was, it's so wrong for yeah. him to be the main character. But it works, I, I think, pretty well, though. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, dude. So I got I got more shit here, like that I wrote. Yeah, down. man. Um, so they they cook up this big. So what happens is uh, a bunch of money and heroin get uh, uh, looted in a FBI raid um, of some mobster house, you know, crime house thing. Uh, and so it's all under the in the custody of of the feds. Or yeah, it's or like police. a shitload too. I mean, yeah. it looked like it would be like a big deal to lose. So yeah, so this boss is like, I've got to get that that back. That's way too much. And so he's like, I'm going to go get it back. And everyone's like, man, uh, <laughs> you know, I don't think that's going to happen. And so Arnold cooks up this whole plan to. Pretend there's a mad bomber around the, the the city who is like targeting police stations, mm-hmm. and uh, <clears throat> so does so by first planting like at least one small bomb, uh, as in you know in a in a coke machine, and uh, an interesting thing that um, you know Darren McGavin just shows up. Uh, and an interesting thing that he mentions is that he just was there to check out to make sure this wasn't the work of a pro-life terrorist. Um, and I thought that was an interesting choice of what, uh, how the terrorist identified. It was not anyone foreign. Uh, it was. Uh, it was not like. Yeah, it was pro-life. It was a right-wing terrorist that he's referencing. So um, yeah. I thought that was an interesting choice hmm. uh, that kind of took me from for 1986. Um, Maybe that's Darren McGavin was just like, my character is like a Buddhist and stuff. Maybe. <laughs> like, you know, I mean, maybe. You know, but also I think that was going on where like abortion clinics were being bombed uh, oh, okay, yeah, around that yeah. time, I want to say. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that that was an interesting thing I, I caught. And then there's this other key part where the mob boss guy and then the Murphy Brown dude, Frank Fontana, um, where it's kind of revealed that, like, there's that's the connection. That's the source of the leak. That's why... Yeah. All these uh, informants are getting killed. Um, this whole conversation takes place in a in a coffin showroom, uh, which I thought was great. Uh, they're walking around all these coffins. Um, it was just a great scene. It's just two people, and it 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 was fantastic. I I don't know. I mean, the cinematography in this movie is 
unbelievable. Yeah. It looks so freaking good. And now I got to go back and look up. I had this looked up before. Um, and also, I'm going to say, just to fill this dead air while I look up the DP, the score was great. And it's by, it was music designed by Cinema Score, is what it said. Oh, it's probably just like, um, like royalty free. Uh, music then. Was well, I looked it up. It was it's session guys that Quincy Jones had. It was like his stable session guys. Yeah, or something. And probably just like hire us out to do like kind of a cheap score. You know, and I mean, but the score is like fucking rocking, man. Yeah, it's like it, it has this one theme. Is so close to Star Wars. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> I kept thinking about that. But then some of it is like this weird, like, I don't know, just like skeletal rock type music. I don't know. It's very cool. I liked it a lot. They did get no, one one big, at least one big uh, music cue in here, though. That I did want to bring oh, up. I know. Well, we'll talk about that in a second. Let's <laughs> okay. Wait for okay. That and just, say, but I want to say that the DP of this did Excalibur, mm. The Keep, which is a Michael Mann movie. Yeah. Uh, Legend, Labyrinth. Oh wow! Fucking like a fantasy uh, DP. Yeah. Then wow. there's like a bunch of I'm skipping stuff, but he did Alien Three. Wow. Cliffhanger, and then Black Beauty and Hamlet are two, like, 90s. I think about those, like, the cinematography, like, the Kenneth Branagh, like, Hamlet yeah. movie. Just, like, I mean, I that was the first thing I noticed. This movie's on HBO Max, and it's, like, a it's just a super crisp yeah, it's a really nice transfer. It looks so good, like, for his crazy and, like, kind of exploitation-based as this is, you know? It's just, like, it was great. Um, anyway, let's kind of keep moving. Yeah. yeah. Because there's a little more to talk about before we get to the roundup, but there's just, like, a lot to talk about. I know. I'm, I'm still going through my notes here. Like, there is this... Um, there's a chase where there's this other kind of mob guy who is kind of muscling in and, and it's really Schwarzenegger kind of putting pressure on them that really gets him into the eye of this other mob, competing mob guy. And so there's a big showdown with that guy near the end. And there is a part where they're firing bullets at his car in like an industrial zone, loading zone area. And there is just a quick shot <laughs> Of the car and stenciled on it, it says bullet resistant. Yes. To let you know that. I fucking the, love that the shit. The car is dude. bullet resistant. Um, and it just shows it for a second. I'm like, oh, of course, that explains it. And they had to show you that. Uh, just so <laughs> you, like, okay. <sighs> uh, that old chase and then the one with the big music cue. I think are so GTA. I think the people who made GTA, Grand Theft Auto, um, like are very inspired by this game. Yeah, and so... Or this movie, I mean. 
There is a uh, – so, yeah, so there's this other big chase that they keep bringing up, like, we're going to bury him in the rock pit. And so they, they have a final kind of showdown with a, a big gang where he finally recovers – like, because basically his cover is blown because they're like, you have to go carry out this hit. And he goes, and it's Darren McGavin. Yeah. And all, in that moment, Robert Davi is like, waste some motherfucker. And then, the, but they kill him. Yeah. And they, they like fucking murder yeah. Robert Davi. In yeah. Like he gets he like, shot. He goes back when he's he down and like, him. and like, like shoots him again. Yes. And, and it's so, awesome. Yeah. And then Darren Gav- McGavin's like, just go, I'll be all right. And at this point, from this point on, Arnold becomes just like the Terminator. Yeah. So he, yeah. So he goes to this, he goes to this rock quarry or this rock pit and he first like shoots out his windshield <laughs> uh, and then like Which knocks it awesome. out. Yeah. And then knocks it out, and then he puts a tape of the Rolling Stones into his cassette deck and blasts Satisfaction while he's just, like, driving around and just shooting these guys who are on the top of cranes and yes. and who are, like, on top of, like, hills of gravel. And there's So one much that, like Grand Theft Auto. It is, there, like, it's so much like that. And there's one shot where a guy falls into a rock crusher and is starting oh. to get chewed up, and that was it had to be a dummy, dude. Oh yeah, it was a dummy. I saw that. I was like, that is so brutal, dude. Yeah. Like, oh my god. Yeah, it was a dummy, but it was just like, wow, it, it still looks pretty rough. Uh, but satisfaction is playing uh, over that. Yeah, and it's so until surreal. he gets like they bring a bulldozer around and like his car hits it and the music stops and then the badass score kicks in. Yeah. Like it's awesome. Yeah. And And he finds the heroin and he destroys it or whatever the money and shit. Yeah. And so, yeah. And, and, but he, he takes some of the money or something, right? Because Monique, he sends her off in an airplane in a scene that is very Casablanca. It is like that's exactly <laughs> what, he's, what he's doing. Because like she takes off and he's like, no, I can't stay, and like, or I have to stay, and and then plane takes off. She gets a like a load of money, and then the the cop shows up in like a trench coat, uh, and he's like, I always knew you were one of us, and it's like. It, it's such a. I mean, it. I like it. I think it did it really well, and I think it oh, got yeah, like dude. what that whole scene was about. And it was like, okay, this is the same setup in the movie, and we're just gonna do it. Um. But yeah, they just stuck that in, and then you have the whole like uh, epilogue scene where it's like da- uh, Darren McGavin. He's alive, and he's learning how to walk again. Yeah, and he's like, "I'm going to have a baby," and but you have, and you can be the the godfather, but you have to learn how to walk first. <laughs> Dude, I was cracking up, man. I mean, it was crazy because, it, like, 
it manipulated, almost manipulated like a cheap tear to my eye. And then it was like, it's so crazy with the leg braces and stuff. <sighs> I was like, I was laughing, man. So at, I watching that scene, I was talking to my wife and I was like, okay, here's, there should have been a Arnold Schwarzenegger, Darren McGavin comedy, right? And it would have been, it would have come out, you know, how they have those twin movies like Armageddon and Deep Impact. Yeah. Um, it would have been a twin movie to witness. And, mm-hmm. but it would have been a comedy. And Arnold Schwarzenegger is a big, dumb Amish guy, uh, our Amish farm boy who witnesses a murder and has to go into under police protection until he can go to trial. But instead of Harrison Ford coming to the Amish community, it's Arnold Schwarzenegger going into the city for the first time. Dude. And it's Darren McGavin chasing him around, trying to keep his his mouth shut, but he's so impressed with the big city and he's so charming and kind of dim-witted that he keeps having all this fun time and getting into like antics where he can get noticed and getting chased by the the mafia or whatever. It would have been a perfect movie. It would have been Arnold as the comedian. It would have been Darren as the straight man. Uh, and we never got it, unfortunately. Yeah. It would have been perfect. For some reason, I... When you said that, I was like, Will's going to say folks. The what is folks? Like the Tom Selleck, Don Amici movie. Is that I what that know, movie is? I don't know why I thought <laughs> that was just what came to mind. They can't your, like. Cause your would, idea is way better than that. Yeah. Why would. What? what, what like. Darren McGavin would be. Arnold's father, but he yeah. like Arnold would have this weird ass yeah. accent for it. Yeah, See, but like Arnold is Amish, and that's why yeah, he has I, the accent. I, I get it. I get it. I get it. So, anyway, that's the that's the 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 elevator pitch I wrote this morning. Hell yeah, man! I oh, love my. it. Dude. What, what's the movie called? I don't have a title for that, but it's like just Arnold being dumb and getting into trouble. It is almost like his character in Twins, mm. but it's like kind of there's going to be a crime element. Well, I guess there is a crime element in Twins. It would just be like a different version of Twins. Maybe it should be called like Big Man, Big City or yeah, something some, like that. Some shit like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, you know, there's that scene in Twins where someone tries to st- take his like suitcase <laughs> um, uh-huh. and he just kind of holds on to it. It would yeah. be gags like that over and over again. Oh, yeah. I mean, I love twins. Yeah. Oh, I love Arnold. That. He is wonderful. Yeah. Uh, that's about all I've got on my notes. Is there anything else you kind of wanted to, to go uh, I mean, not so much. This movie, this is one, I just want to, I guess, speak a little bit more to what I was talking about Arnold having a perfect 80s you know and just kind of run through but this is a movie that I didn't see until last year and you brought up Predator Commando and uh, Running Man and they all have kind of similar posters yeah they're cool I mean the artwork on this poster is is really cool but um, 
I don't know. Just like at the video store, I remember just thinking like, I don't know. I just never saw it until last year. And when I was going, I was watching, I watched Total Recall. You know, I watched the Terminator movies. I've been uh, actually quarantined for me. I've been watching the Conan movies a lot. Mm. I, I really, I mean, I've always liked them and stuff, but I've just been really getting into just, yeah. just been enjoying them a lot again. Uh, but yeah, uh, and that is the beginning. It's crazy to think about Arnold's career, you know, because like, I don't know. I just kind of like the I, the timeline was kind of like not really set in my head. Right. But like Hercules in New York is in 1970. And then yeah. it's like until basically Conan the Barbarian in 1982 is his his move. His yeah. First movie. Yeah. And he is in Stay Hungry. Do you know that movie? Was? Yeah, with uh with uh, Jeff Bridges. Um, yes, and Sally Field. Mm -hmm. And that Stay Hungry is a um, a Bob Raffleson movie. He made <laughs> uh, Five Easy Pieces and The King of Marvin Gardens and yeah. I think Head, maybe. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I don't know. I like... I like it. Stay hungry. There and he's he, he was getting these roles like Hercules in New York in 1970, and he's just like, you know, big tough guy because he had kind of, you know, he he's just on the in the um, the bodybuilding scene, and he was yeah, he's a famous bodybuilder, and he's charming and everything, and so, um, yeah, I think Stay Hungry. He's still a supporting role, and then he gets. He's in the the Jane Mansfield story right before Conan, where he's yeah, playing. and that's a movie. Okay, so that's that throws a little hitch in my perfect eighty because that's yeah. from nineteen eighty. I've never seen that movie. I don't. I don't know where to find Jane Mansfield's story. Did yeah, I don't. It? I've never seen it, but I think it's funny. But uh, like, if you ever watch, um, uh, Law and Order SVU, the the woman who's like the main character of that show. Mm -hmm. Um, that is Jane Mansfield's daughter. Uh, and oh, for real? so is the daughter of the character that, that Arnold is playing, uh, Mickey H uh, Haggerty, uh, in that movie. So I always, I found that out that she was the daughter of Jane Mansfield a few years ago. And I'm like, what? Um, so yeah, that's your trivia. Um, interesting. But yeah, pumping iron 77. Anyway, he does, he just says Conan the Barbarian then, like, nothing until Conan the Destroyer two years later, but also Terminator the mm, same year. Yeah. Then Red Sonia is where uh, Dino De Laurentiis, uh, like, kind of killed the golden goose mm. or the goose to lay the golden egg, kind of, because he, like, he kind of manipulated Arnold into having a bigger role than what Arnold like signed up for and stuff. Yeah. He just felt kind of burned by this. So that's mm -hmm. why he was like, nah, I'm done with you. But he had this like crazy contract set up with Dino and like it fell through because of Red Sonia. But I like Red Sonia. Yeah. But anyway, I think Commando of all the like not Terminator, not Conan movies, Commando to me 
above this, I mean, I love Raw Deal, but, um, and I mean, Predator is above Raw Deal too, but Commando is just like maybe the most pure action movie of the 80s, Mm -hmm. I think. It's straight up just like, it sets up who he is, what his motivation is in the first five minutes, and then the action begins and doesn't stop until he has like killed everybody. Yeah, and and I would it say awesome. So that is really like okay. Well, I guess we had the Terminator, but Terminator he's like he's the bad guy in that movie. Yeah, and so he's like Jason basically. Yeah, Terminator. and then and and Conan that's an action movie, but he's like a, it's a fantasy movie, and that's like we don't now think of Arnold as a fantasy action, you know? Mm. And so Commando is that first movie where he is the Arnold that he continued to be outside of doing comedies for the rest of his career. That is the very start of that. Um, And it was Commando, Raw Deal, Predator, Running Man. Running Man, Um, Red Heat. And then then Twins, yeah. I think uh, Red Heat is like he tried to do comedy and it didn't work, but then Twins was like the, and that's the movie that made him rich because yeah. he took a pay cut for like ownership or something or yeah. or rights, and it ended up being a huge hit. Yeah, there, there's a thing that you do where you can either get paid out like at the top, or you can uh, take a gamble and say, I will take a percentage of the of the box office. And so, like, if you take a big paycheck up front and the movie does, like, huge, you may have lost out on some of that money. But if you just say, I'll take a, uh, a percentage of the revenue and the movie tanks, then you get really, you get screwed on that. And so this is where he was able to be like, okay, this is a good movie. It, it is a huge hit, and uh, I took a percentage of the box office, so he made a ton of money um, off of that. But then I want to say he tries his hand at directing. I think he did a uh, he did a Tales from the Crypt episode, and then <laughs> yep. and then he did Christmas in Connecticut. Uh, which is a made-for-TV movie that he is oh, not is in. I have not seen it. Um, Damn, dude. We should do, like, for when we get around to Christmas again, we yeah. should do that. Yeah, I, I, I want to see it because I remember it was, like, made for TNT or something. Holy shit. And Dan Cannon, Chris Christopherson, Tony Curtis, Richard Roundtree? Yep. Hello. Yeah, Let's do this one. <laughs> uh, it is <laughs> Christmas in Connecticut. Yeah, I wish it was written and directed. <laughs> like he did not write it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, so it it does kind of like that is a, <laughs> that is a neat career. Like this is the very beginning of that of that going into that big Arnold that we know and love today. Um, yeah. So it's just a neat, you know, because he was like in those three movies, it was just kind of him trying to find his footing, you know, after Terminator. Okay. It was, you know, that put him on the map, but what is he going to do mm-hmm. after this? 
how is he going to be a big star instead of just this big tough guy? Um, he basically laid his whole legacy down in the 80s. I mean, yeah. Terminator 2 is kind of the last, because after that, it's Last Section Hero, True Lies, Junior, Eraser, Jingle All the Way, Batman and Robin, End of Days, The Sixth Day, Collateral Damage, <laughs> Terminator 3. It's almost like it's gushing and it trickles. Tri yeah. Trickles, uh, yeah. Well, it, like, yeah. I mean, like, Last yeah. Action Hero was, like, a big flop. And I like that movie, but... It, I do, too. It, I it liked is, it. That's another one. As a kid, we were talking about a lot in the last episode, or probably this will come out before then, a little peep behind the curtain. But <laughs> yeah, that was one as a kid, you're like... This rocks, and you're like, wait, people hate this movie? Yeah. You know, like, critics hated this movie? Wait, what? Why? Yeah. And it's it's him understanding it, like, kind of going higher concept with the genre that he's working in. Um, and it just, for some people, it didn't, it didn't hit. And for me, because I was like, I'm Arnold all the way, I'm like, I understand what this is. Like, this is great. Um to me, this is a better version of like uh, one of the Hot Shots movies or something, mm -hmm. you know, with with a lot more budget and kind of uh, taken a little bit more seriously. Um, not not to shit all over the Hot Shots movies, but like, um, well, it's not a parody film. It, it's not a parody but, film, but it's a it's a meta film. Um, it's, yeah, it's sort of like Purple Rose of Cairo for kids. Okay, here is here is the thing. It is it is the it is what I wanted the Dark Tower movie to be. Um, yeah, no, for sure. It's the Dark Tower movie is very similar to Last Action yeah. Hero at times. Yeah, yeah. it is. It is a. Uh, it is like more in line with what I wanted the the that movie for to sure. be. For um, sure. And I did to. You know, not to shit on his 90s career. I loved True Lies as a kid. I don't know. Yeah, that was the last big yeah, one that I remember. In a while. Of like, Eraser is another one that I really liked a lot, too. Really? So, yeah. Because after that, you, you started getting, like, the, the later Terminator sequels, and then he became governor, which he was governor when I yeah. moved here, uh, which is weird. And then the post-governor movies. Yeah, I mean, okay, of the post-governor movies, he has a movie called The Last Stand, mm -hmm. where he plays a sheriff in a small town. Yeah. And it's sort of like maybe is a little bit of like, uh, what if like the beginning of R Raw Deal was a whole movie? You know? Yeah. It's also Ji-Woon Kim's, or Kim Ji-Woon, excuse me, uh, the guy who made one of my favorite movies of the whole century so far, I Saw the Devil. It's his f American movie. It's his mm, okay. American movie. I hated it at the time. Yeah. Free on Prime. I'm going to watch it soon. <laughs> Again. Yeah. But then uh, I did really like Sabotage. Is that uh, good? David. So David Ayer movie he made, I mean, it's. It's one of the most testosterone-fueled movies ever, but the cast is good. And it, it is sort of Agatha Christie's And Then There Were None, but with, like, just, like, muscle bro, DEA agent dudes and stuff. And our, the very end of it is 
uh, argument enough that Arnold should star in a Western movie, which he's always talked about wanting to do. I don't know why he still hasn't done. I would, I would watch it. Well, and yeah. and then looking at his IMDb, he has announced uh, um, triplets is coming out. They've been talking about that forever, man. Well, it's in, it's uh, it might, and then announced is uh, another Conan movie where he's going to be old Conan. Well, yeah, and at the end of both Conan movies, they're like, and then later he was a king, and he's like an old man makeup sitting on a throne. It's like, but that is a different story. And wow. it's like, damn it, tell that story. He's old now. <laughs> I guess yeah. that we're going to see what uh, what that, what comes of that. So, um, Well, I think it's a pretty good time to take a break and then come back sure. to the yeah. big roundup. Round it up. Today, documentary films are experiencing a major renaissance, and for good reason. But why are audiences increasingly choosing fact over fiction? Is it a dearth of realism, like endless comic book sequels and end-of-the-world action movies? Are viewers choosing authentic storytelling over spectacular visuals and far-fetched plots? Or maybe it's because Doc's rule. Hi, I'm Paco Romain. And I'm George Chen. And we host SupDoc. We didn't go to film school. We're just two comedians that dork out on docs. And since 2015, we've been recapping amazing documentaries with comedians, actors, and filmmakers like legendary comedians Dana Gould and Todd Glass. Musicians like Yacht and Dan Deacon. And even media stars like Jesse Thorne and Francesca Fiorentini. The AV Club called us enlightening, and Boing Boing said SupDoc is a great idea for a podcast. So find us wherever you get your podcasts or join us at SupDocPodcast.com. And follow us on social media at Subdoc Podcast. Hey, everybody, my name's Dane. And I'm Jimmy. And our podcast is called Bubbling Questions. We do would you rathers from listeners and a Twitter bot. Along with one person game shows using ridiculous stuff we find on the internet. Like, what kind of ridiculous are we talking <laughs> I shall not tell you. Okay. All from our very real hot tub. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very real. Uh, not a gimmick at all. <laughs> Find bubbling questions wherever you get podcasts. And I'm Jimmy. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. It's me, Big R. Uh, it's time for the big roundup. We're going to rate these movies on a zero to five star rating. Raw Deal, John Irvin's Raw Deal, which is streaming on HBO Max, I should point out, since that's sort of the premise of this podcast. That's how you can find that movie. It's great. Will, kick it to you. What what will you give this movie? Um, you know, I was I was watching this and I'm like, hey, this is this is all right. You know, this is a good action movie, this is a good Arnold movie. I'm not gonna say no to an Arnold movie. And I was ready to to be, you know, it's a lesser Arnold movie. And I was ready to do, you know, my, my three stars. It's a good, it was a good, solid three-star movie. Um, but I watched it twice. I watched it a second time uh, this morning. And, this, you know, that's when I took notes. That's when I really noticed a lot of the stuff. And I had to bump that thing up uh, significantly. I had to give it a whole full star on top of that. So this is a four-star movie for me. Uh, really love it. It's going to be in regular rotation. 
I think from now on. It's something I'm going to come back to over and over again. So four stars. Hell yes. Well, that is music to my damn ears. I'm going to echo your sentiment and also give it four out of five stars. I think this is, while surely second tier to Conan the Barbarian, Terminator 1, Total Recall, and Predator, just barely. I think it's, like I said, I think he's got a, unless Red Heat totally sucks, I think his 80s is like damn near flawless. It's only matched like, it reminds me maybe of like Nicholson in the 70s or something where yeah. it's like every single movie is good, you know? Well, I it think does. Red Heat, I have a prediction from for when I watch it. I think mm-hmm. that uh, the Belouche is such a negative energy that he can zap any charisma that Arnold would bring to that to that yes. picture. So, And Arnold's playing like, the straight man and stuff for sure, you know, it's like, um, who knows? Maybe it'll be good. I think twins works really well. He's playing. I don't know. He's playing uh, against type in that movie and he does a great yeah. job. And then he's also got Danny DeVito who they, they clearly enjoy working with each other. Indeed. Um, so like it just, that really shows in that movie. And I didn't mention uh, Kindergarten Cop, but I like that one too. And that's a good, a good one where he gets like some good comedic moments. Yeah, that's both of those were Ivan Reitman, I think, the Twins and Kindergarten Cop, and then Junior as well. And that was Danny DeVito directing, I think. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Oh, really? I think it's, I think it's straight up the same, the Ivan Reitman team. It might, you might be right on that, Um, but uh, maybe it was some other movie that Danny DeVito uh, directed that I was, like, surprised by. Um, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we both give it, we both loved Raw Deal. Music to my ears. Man. Hell, yeah. Uh, give me uh, some recommendations based on this. I would just say a lot of a lot of the same uh, stuff we've kind of gone over uh, in this episode. Different movies from that era that also star Arnold. Um, you know, the the Running Man is one that I absolutely love. I'm a bit more on the sci-fi side. Uh, that is also a Stephen King story, which I am mm-hmm. of course a huge Stephen King fan. So uh, Arnold doing King is the only time it has ever happened. Uh, yeah, and it is. Um, fantastic that that movie has some great appearances in it uh 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 what's his name from from family feud richard dawson. uh dawson i was trying to say dawkins yeah dawson uh, and then uh steven tobolowski shows up and yeah I, I, is in it and i forgot her name but she plays uh missy vaughn on on uh Wee's playhouse She's in it as well as an audience member. Oh, really? So, Damn. Yeah. Uh, a lot of... Isn't Maria Conchito Alonso's... Yes. The, the female lead yep. in the movie? And so you get a lot of good, like, one-liners. You get, uh, 
you know, if you ever played Smash TV when you were a kid, uh, yeah, it's, it's the basis Very for Smash that. TV, yes, but also has some uh, RoboCop vibes to it, and also Total yeah. Recall vibes. Yeah, American Gladiators too. Yeah, sure. Oh, and it's got Jesse Ventura in it too. Uh, so yeah, two body. <laughs> two future governors in this movie. Um, so yeah, that's that's a big pick for me. Uh, is uh, Running Man, Randy. Yeah, I mean, I'll just say I think any Arnold movie from the 80s is great. My personal favorites are Commando and Predator, probably. And then, yeah, Total Recall is in there, too. I think Commando is perfect. Predator is just, I guess... Maybe at the end of the day, Predator is just like really where my heart is. Like, yeah. this, you know, I just I love, you know, if it bleeds, you can kill it. Just like, <laughs> and like every the whole cast is just like, yeah, it's one of the most ridiculous, testosterone fueled, insane movies ever. And like, it has an awesome monster, cool effects. Well, some of my friends have been like. Uh, well, maybe just one specific friend is somebody you know who naysays a lot. Like, says it's too boring, you know. And the predator, absolutely not. The predator no. should jump out basically in the first five minutes. What the hell are we waiting for? It's like, it's a, it's they tease it out beautifully. Yeah, I think you know. It's yeah. like John McTiernan. It almost reminds me of like Halloween or something like that, you know, and like which I saw around the same time when I'm probably around like 10, maybe on TV. And just like, I don't know. Just I, it's Predator is a wonderful movie. I think Commando, there, I don't know. I love, I love Arnold. What yeah. You say? Well, I just, Predator, I caught on television when I was like much later, like I had, I had known about it. I just never seen it. And then I caught like the last two thirds of it on TV when I was a kid. And I was like, you know, the part where he's like covering himself in mud and it was like, he didn't see me. And I'm like, Oh fuck, that was so cool. And he's like, he's, he's got the other upper hand now. And it's just, it's just a matter of time before he gets out of there. And it was, I was like, man, this is great. And uh, we watched it again. My wife had never seen it. And so, again, we watch Running Man and Total Recall pretty regularly in this house. And mm. so I'm like, let's do Predator. And I hadn't seen it in a long time, and she had never seen it. And it was like, yeah, that was a good movie night. That was, like, excellent. It was a good pick. Um, it's so good, man. Yeah. And Sonny Landon, like, he just is like, no, you guys go. And he takes his shirt off and he just, like, starts cutting <laughs> his chest. <laughs> and then you just hear him scream. Yeah. Like the Predator just immediately killed him. Oh. And you so also got awesome. uh, uh, the body is in this one, too. And yeah. so is fucking Bill Duke. Uh, is yep. in this and one. Shane Black. Yeah. It's, isn't it? It's so good. And Carl Weathers. Mm-hmm. Excellent movie. Excellent movie. Yeah. Uh, Arnold's terrific. Yeah. So check out Predator. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, check, check out, out Commando. And check out The Running Man. And, check uh, out The Running Man. Check them all out. Yeah. Check all those movies out. All right. Randy, what you got going on? 
Nothing much. Just a chat piling it up. Um, hope everyone's staying safe. Don't know when this is coming out. Will this be soon or later? Yeah, soonish. Soonish. Yeah. Will come out before a, a certain episode we've been talking about and planning. Yep. So then, may I tease that we are going to do sure kind of a, a weird, crazy episode, uh, inspired a little bit by Cisco and Ebert. I'll just say, yeah, that's enough to yep. say. But it's a little more, you know us, it's not going to be just that basic. It's going to be a little something really <laughs> weird that we're deciding to do. I'm excited It'll for it. It'll be a lot of fun. I'm, I'm excited too. It's a bit of homework, but um, I'm ready for it. And it may be our longest episode ever, you know. <laughs> It'll be a special because it is, of course, celebrating one year of us doing this podcast. That's when it's going to come out on, on the year yes. anniversary. I can't believe it. We've been doing it for a year. But, yeah, we got something special uh, that we hope you'll like for the one year. So, Hell yeah, man. And here's to another year, I hope. Yeah. You know, I really enjoy doing this podcast with you, Wills. Yeah, I, I enjoy watching stuff I would normally not watch. Like, uh, even even if it's um, Doolittle. Yeah. <laughs> Glad I yeah. know that that's a bad thing. So. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. So... All right, Randy. All right. Um, for me, you can you can find me my other podcasts, uh, SupDoc, and uh, which is a documentary review show, and Nerd Rage: The Great Debates, which is a, a a fun game show that I do every week, and then I do Talkies, which is a live show uh, that is on Twitch or Zoom. Uh, take your pick. Uh, it's every two weeks, and then. Uh, I also want to plug um, Ad Wizards, which should have come out with their first episode by now. Uh, my friends, uh, Landon Aviva, who are a hilarious couple, they have a new podcast about commercials called Ad Wizards. They uh, come from the SNL sketch. Who are the Ad Wizards who came up with this? Uh, probably, but, you know, <laughs> it's it's a known term. But uh, first episode that would have come out by now, uh, they got the kid who from the Zoom Zoom commercials. Um, oh my god! <laughs> so they got no him. No way. Yeah. So they interviewed him, and um, as of recording, is coming out like Thursday. Uh, but by the time this episode actually comes out, you will it will be available to you along with some other people. So uh, I just want to give them a plug because I like them so much. They're both involved with talkies as well, and they're both hilarious. So. Check that podcast out. All right, Randy. We did it. We, we re did. We reviewed a great movie after, you know, peek behind the curtain, uh, <laughs> recording one for a bad movie. Yes. Uh, and so it felt good to end this uh, session this way. So, yeah, me, I'm, I'm, I'm very thrilled that you rated this movie high and liked it. I'm, yeah, I had yeah. a good time with it. I think it's really, it's kind of a, it's like the campiest movie that Arnold ever made, maybe, you know, with the cake throwing <laughs> and just like yeah. hit. And the, the whole scene at the end with the like, you have to like walk, you have to earn it. Um, uh, yeah, absolutely. All that stuff, it's very, it's very funny and melodramatic in a good way. It's, I like it. Yeah. 
Um, all right, Randy. It's time we sign off. All right, man. Until then, I'll talk to you later. See you later.